2: Uh, It's that time. Sponsor missions, Giro Sport, people. That's right. The OGs of modern helmet design leading the way in helmet shoes and accessories to make you go fast, stay safe, and ride in style and comfort. Use that link at packfiller.com today. Reynolds wheels, everybody. Solid, fast, gorgeous, and one of the best warranty programs out there. We believe in these wheels, and you should, too. Head over to mojocyclery.com, our local dealer here, or do the right thing and visit them in the Spokane Valley at 1405 North Argonne fuel stands for human fuel and that it is among their amazing selection of real feud fuel i'm currently still enjoying the black edition shake i actually purchased more myself paying money it is not they're not giving me free shit i paid for it it's super convenient super tasty um i have chocolate and now i'm gonna try the vanilla uh add a f- little fresh fruit in there it tastes great get you going in the morning it's my go-to morning fuel equates to about 250 a meal they also have hot meals too I'm not going to lie. I had the uh, curry today for lunch hmm. because I was too lazy to make myself a lunch today.
3: I wish I would have packed some of those this weekend. Yo, it's. I
2: think it's going to be a great bikepacking yeah. fuel option. And for people that don't eat meat. That's true. Yeah, that it is. a problem. Oh, we'll get to that. Be sure to get to Pack Filler and use the link today and not only support the show, but great, great tasting, affordable meals. Trust me, fuel.com forward slash Pack Filler. There we go. Sponsor's done. It's a little hot. Oh, that was good. Thank that you. was good. It's a little loud, but you know what? When I listen back to the show, sometimes the theme is really quiet. It's, it's yeah. hotter
4: in their ears right now. Is it's it? Canceled. Yeah, this is pretty hot.
2: It yeah. is a little loud.
4: This is you? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I think it's because I did a, uh, a show with the uh, Cycling Legends guys, and, and it was all a little quiet there. Or <laughs> Yeah, I finally did a show with him. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, Except uh, two of the four files were corrupt, so it's not going to get posted. (laughs) It's like I don't (laughs) don't exist. I swear I'm on that show, but I don't exist. Three weeks to the Tour de France, everybody. I'm not sure that makes me excited or sad. You see, because when the tour is over, I always get depressed like the summer is coming to an end. Mm -hmm. Am I the only one? It is is coming to an end. Yeah. It's like, but it's still July. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I always just like watching the final credits, and they do the kind of that huge roll of all the, you know, recap, montage, the time, montage. Yeah. and I just get, I get, I get bombed. Huh. On that happy note, welcome to Life on Two Wheels. Welcome to the Pack Filler Cycling Podcast. I'm Pat Bolger, and we are, as usual, live in the Rim Rimbrake Bar. And if you haven't yet, you can find us on YouTube every Tuesday and on our website.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, that's packfiller.com, in case you were wondering. Let's see who's here. If you aren't watching live, panel of peddlers, answer me this. When people come to you for help, what kind of help are they usually looking for? Hey, insert your name here. I need some advice on blank. What is it they usually come to you and ask for you for? Sam's already laughing. Mm-hmm. First of all, he's the guy crazy enough to ride 80 plus miles alone. Mr. Paul Maine, how are you, ma'am? Doing all right. Ugh. Yeah. 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 He did this weekend. He did the, he did the RC3 course. Oh, I'm
5: getting. Yeah. With, <laughs>
6: People you pay.
4: You are rode friends, 30 so. miles
2: yeah. further than I did. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Paul, how are you? Good, good. How how was the 80 plus miler?
4: It was good. Uh, it was a good solo ride, you know, I had thoughts run through my head and You know, about about mile sixty, all of a sudden, and I took a
2: pill, and they all went
4: away. Well, that's about what happened. Mile sixty was just like mm, (laughs) it's always going through my head. No Uh, music? No. Do you take music? Yeah, I do. I take music when I solo ride. I do too.
2: Yeah, that's the only time I do. Um, If somebody asks you for advice, (laughs) what is it?
4: Uh, Type of toilet paper? (laughs) Because uh, all my conversations (laughs) start with. (laughs) <laughs> I have poo stories left and right, and I, and I am a I'm actually I don't like German toilet paper. When I go over to Germany, it's like you know those those uh, feel, toilet those toilet seen? hats, those yeah. toilet hats. You know what that that yeah. crinkly toilet like, hats. You know you, you, the gaskets that you. Oh you yeah, put, you put on that's that like that their toilet the, paper. Yeah, really. Oh yeah, Europeans are like it's dude, bidet. You, yeah, uh, yeah. Bidets are they like, don't it, don't have, don't I bidets. Don't get me started on bidet. In Germany. Oh, really? No, oh. Not in the hotels or... Oh. or Two bathrooms in this out.
2: house? Both have bidets. Yeah. One bathroom in my house? Has a bidet. Yep, It's good. It's a good call. Yeah, it is. Especially right. since the whole COVID where everybody's like going, World's coming on and we need toilet paper. Yep. It's like,
4: fucking why?
2: <laughs> anyway, they ask you for toilet paper. Hey, yeah, you
4: know, usually when I, I, I'm pretty in-depth about my poos.
2: This happens... So. This happens
4: regularly. <laughs> no, people don't ask regularly any advice from me. They took a like look and hey, you no oh. like directions. Now this guy doesn't know where he's going. I never get that. I mean, it's like the only thing I people ask is like you know, you talk about poo a lot. What's, yeah. what's your favorite? And really? I go for the for the big mega rule. Yeah, because I have my my old Clonago fork that I turned into a toilet oh paper God. dispenser. That's And it's on cool. a quick release. And I was thinking, boy, I'm thinking. <laughs> There's a couple of times I had to make a quick change. Had I had a through axle, I would have been screwed. <laughs> a
2: this quick release was I was,
4: was going to time it, see how fast it would take me to switch a roll a toilet. <laughs> my goodness, pit he's swapping out cool, for a rolls. quick yeah, wipe. I'll, I'll take a picture yeah. sometime. You're not, not not of me wiping, but yeah, uh, of my toilet paper. You're not going to just
2: tear and go. It has to be on the holder in order for you to prepare yourself. Yeah, the yeah. Of it. I mean,
4: that's uh, I want it it's proper. Yeah. yeah, I don't want. To stand up and reach over. No. We got smushing going on. It's question, like, question.
3: Whoa. Do you stand and wipe or sit and wipe? Sit.
4: Stand? No, never stand. That,
2: no. It, I sit. What? I lean. I lean. To away. i worry about you, Sam. No, guys. You're a stand and wiper.
3: <laughs> there is multiple of us out there.
2: Well, you are messed up human beings. You've yeah. got a dirty butt right Whoa. now in the bar yeah, I know You've got to what? have a dirty butt.
3: Yeah, the cheek's.
4: Wow. Come back together. Here How s- are you standing up? Well, we've been it, so
2: complimented. It's his it's ass like, size.
4: It's because yeah. his ass is so huge. He doesn't, he doesn't he probably eat. have a butthole. He has a slit. <laughs> oh, my good
2: God.
5: Guy's
4: How been j- far apart he sh- Like this long.
2: <laughs> He's been shitting pancakes for all these years. I <laughs> know.
4: It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, turds are little. Now we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have gone off. <laughs> when rails. you stand up, that's just like taking a hamburger patty. You're making a hamburger patty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my patty. God, no. That's you what go you're doing. Away. Yeah, I agree. Makes
2: sense. I agree with what he's saying. Standing Who up is taught weird.
4: You that that's wrong. <laughs> I, I see your dad every once in a while. I'm going to talk to unless him you about you've got that. The,
2: You've wrong. got the added God, elevation change. Ask my change. dad
3: this question. Actually. Yeah,
2: you've you got pass the added out. elevation. <laughs> <laughs> you could die <laughs> I don't right mean, there. I, don't, I just mean <laughs> the, 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 there's dropage potential oh, yeah. there. You, know, you don't want to. Do you turn around? God no.
4: So what do you?
3: Like face the toilet and wipe my butt over the What's like. What's the you know, advantage board? of that? Yeah. I don't get it. You are already sitting on a rubber fistons. hose. <laughs> like if I'm sitting yeah. on the toilet, I'm like this already. How are you gonna roll over to like wipe it's
4: in that position? It's not
3: complicated. You he... scooch forward half
6: an inch.
2: I lean off to one <laughs> <Yeah>. side.
6: <laughs> Go into the back. He's not very limber.
2: I lean. How up. do you guys get your? God, oh. I'm gonna try this. I just <laughs> tilt. <laughs> tilt off. Thirty-two side. years old, and he's like, yeah. "Wow." I oh, know dude, many shit. people that do this. And, so and many items. wasted I'm trying years. I'm going to take a poll here. Wow. Yeah. Okay listeners chime in on whether yeah, wanted not to you know, you stand you're or not. a lunatic and you stand up to wipe your butt yep second off god that wow um he's the guy crazy enough to ride 200 miles in a weekend am i correct in that 230. distance 230 you're, wow. you're a lunatic mr sam Wipe. yeah and he wipes standing up how are you man
3: <laughs> that's bad i am good Please. i am recovering i sound kind of nasally sound a little yeah that's uh very much allergies that like, I am allergic to everything under the sun. And oh, when we got on long bike rides, usually I pay for it. But, like, I didn't take that into account. I probably should have, like, pre-medicated or taken, like, Flonase on this. Wow. like like on gravel, Oh, yeah. yeah. Being on gravel roads and stuff and then all the flowers out in the fields. It's wow. crazy. Yeah. So, I was just, like, I got home and I was, like, wow, I can, like, barely breathe. And
2: wow. then
3: yesterday got better and today's even better than that.
2: Wow. But, yeah. It was brutal. We're gonna um, get. We're gonna get to the ride. I, I, I do want to talk yeah. at, at length a bit. But what do people ask you for advice? What made you smile? That, that wide well, knowing smile
3: is that. Like I, I'm thinking back on my wife saying the other day because she, I don't know, signed me up for something, and she's like, "Well, you gotta stop being so good at so many things." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" No, that sounds cocky. Hear me out.
2: No, it sounds like your marriage is all sunshine, rainbows. Well, it and is freaking unicorn. Have you met my wife?
3: She's an angel except for that she signs me up for things all the time and I never have free time. Okay. Because she's like, "Oh yeah, go I, I cut, you know, her grandpa's hair." And really? I, you know, yeah, do like various different I did drywall stuff for my sister, do electrical stuff for her sometimes. It's like I mean just all these like random It's okay things. to say
2: no, man. It's okay to say no. I, uh, I feel
3: useless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, I mean, I want to help. So, right? what's the one, the, mpor- oh, the most important thing. is being in my profession. Like, yeah. I never, you never mention that you're, you know, PT yeah. when you're at a party. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I have this thing. Yeah. Yeah. From back in the day. And it's usually like a Paul Main story where yeah. it's like, I got this big boil on my butt. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm just Lance kidding. It? It's not usually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like it's usually things like that. How can you help with this? I got a sore I'm shoulder. Well, try standing up to wipe. Yeah, yeah. right. You that don't have to help. reach over. <laughs> <to create laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 this is gonna be the thing all night. and I
2: love it. Oh, it's it. Gonna, I gonna be a poopy it. show. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be a poopy show. Third, he's the guy crazy enough to well. Not crazy enough, unlucky enough to keep breaking his freaking equipment, Mister Jackson Bulger. <laughs> no one. No, it's wait, just the same as it was before. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, okay, it's, yeah,
6: it's all the same. same oh my god, I'm like I can't handle anymore. Yeah. No, no, we're not not changing anything this time. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, I'm fine. Good. Um, yeah, I have one more day left of the school year, Ooh. so that's good. One full day left. So I have, wow. I have three. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. That's yeah. Exciting. It is. Yeah, very it is. exciting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Three best things about being a teacher? June, July, and August.
6: Mm, yeah. Go down. Um, the thing that people ask me advice for I guess it just depends on how much I share. Um <laughs> if I say that I like to ride my bike, people ask about like what bike shop do I go to. Um if I if I tell them that I'm not the biggest drinker, but I might have fun you like other occasional
2: confectionery treats
6: that's the best way to put it yeah people ask advice there um oh, oh yeah wow. yummy
2: yeah. yeah yeah no gummy gummy gummy
6: yeah yeah um people will ask advice there um i just like yeah like i said it just depends on how much i share Ask advice about video game stuff. Really?
2: Yeah. Well, okay. I know a lot about electronic, the board, except for Paul.
4: No one asks me anything. Poopy Paul. Yeah. 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 No one asks anything. Really? That's Not electrical? electrical? Yeah. yeah they, as soon as they start talking, they're just like, you know, you know what? I got a friend that does that. Really? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they walk away. Yeah.
2: yeah. Me, I'm the guy crazy enough to build a podcast studio. I'm Pat Bulger. And if, uh, if people are looking for help from me, it is always something to do with audio it is all that kind of stuff because of this stuff comes up because of, you know, Hey, how do you know, where do you plug this in? And what does this do? And why is this broken? And can you fix my home stereo? And I, you know, I get people who've asked me not anymore because I don't, I don't talk to anybody. Um, <laughs> they asked me like to help install their home stereo and stuff like that and run speaker wire and stuff like that and i know that electrically i'm okay running speaker wire because it doesn't there's not going to be any any code issues so i can run electrical that kind of stuff everywhere mm-hmm. but it's a lot of that kind of stuff and and yeah i don't get a lot of cycling questions anymore that's i do surprising. get where should i buy a bike where should i buy a that's bike that's what i get yeah and i, I, I say anywhere yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. High Yeah, exactly. It's not like anything's worse. So let's get straight to it. Talk to me about your ride week. Jackson, we will go first. We got out, and is it just me, or was a dirt road ride just kind of different and refreshing? Notice I said dirt road and not the G word.
6: Yeah, it was, it was what I needed for sure. Um, it's the first ride that I'd done in two weeks. Uh, yeah, and that was the only thing I did. But it was really good, just not... Racing, just out there riding to see if I can still actually ride, and I was happily surprised with how yeah. little I'd lost.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that was my first. That was my last ride. I haven't ridden since. Me too. Which I'm, is kind of sucked. It's, I, I wanted to ride on Monday, but I did an interview yesterday, and then here we are. Yeah, I'm hoping to ride tomorrow, and mm. then obviously Thursday. But okay. I'm having an angiogram tomorrow, mm. which is they inject dye into me. Yep. Which is a bad word. Go to the when you're on a table, T-Y. will it? Will if I go to the?
4: Yeah, go to the. Take some garbage out there. That's great. They flag you down. <laughs> Nukes.
2: They will. What are you talking about?
4: Because the dye is usually nuclear. What? It's, isn't it? Uh, it's uh starts with a B. Bad. Bad? Where are you? Mm, no. Biohazardous. Yeah, yeah. Sure.
6: yeah.
3: It's
2: biohazardous. The dye they're putting into my body? It's very minimal.
4: But it, the detectors, because my dad had that with a bad heart. And he goes, the next day, he's driving with his uh, truck. And they said, um, you have some, we're detecting some radioactivity. Ah! And then it was him. Yeah, and I've heard that several times. And but same with, like, it's the same about... So- ro- uh, Radioactivity that's in your all your smoke detectors. Added. So many
2: questions. So many questions. First of all is... We've got to wait for David to... Number one, radioactivity. Number two, the dump can detect radioactivity. Yeah, I thought that's they're, what just they're like looking going, for, illegal dumping. Is it clean green or yeah. is it household garbage? No, they you know, do. Like,
4: they check for that. Wow.
3: Yep. yep.
2: Qu- another question. Can I take a refrigerator to the dump?
3: It's going to cost you an arm and a leg. Is it? I
4: think it can. There's just a metal section in the... You okay. go to the waste of energy.
2: Okay. Yeah. Waste of energy. <laughs> I was just wondering because, but anyway, that procedure is happening tomorrow. And I guess it's a long procedure. And they told me I can't drive for 12 hours after it. So it's like, oh, shit. So much mm-hmm. for a ride tomorrow. But there's a, there's a Thursday night race too this week. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will be maybe radioactive <laughs> at the start line. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul, what? You're obviously, you were both days? This week. yeah yep mm-hmm. um 80 plus uh, did, was that just had you done something wrong and you needed to self flagellate no. and beat yourself to no. death of some sort well at
4: or... less than uh, well about a month away is, yeah. is rc3 and it's also our master's uh district championship so it's time to hit that course and, and i mean the wind changes even on a solo ride it's yeah. a different ride even the same course so you know why not the only way to get out there well, I guess I could drive. I was that's gonna stupid say that. That's dumb. That's <laughs> That's what mountain bike people do and gravel people do. <laughs> let's let's drive our vehicle, burn some fossil fuels and ride our bikes. So no. So anyway, I went out, did one lap, uh came back. I was I was pretty tired. I was because I try to keep hey, it Hey
0: you boys, best
2: It's <laughs> true. He's such an old <laughs> legend so
4: anyway uh, how you feeling fitness wise uh, you know I've got a ways to go I need speed yeah. I need you know hopefully I can get out Thursday um, just you know pick up some speed Yeah, know, hang on That's and uh, and then Sunday was pretty good uh, uh, long time cycling guy that we were never teammates but he reached out to me on Strava and said I'm in town He's, he lives in uh, uh, Bellingham some hole in the wall place just yeah. crap <laughs> <laughs> you watch your mouth. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that's where he lives, and he doesn't get into town much. Uh, he grew up here in Spokane. And, and uh, so I said, Well, I'll meet you at Benedito's at the end of my ride at one o'clock. And there he was, and we had a great talk. Cool. Uh, yeah, Sean. Yeah. And um, he in 93 just did Treetop Classic, probably the last year they did it. Yeah. And he just said, I'm done and he packed it up and he said to me on sunday that was probably the dumbest thing i ever did really Mm -hmm. he said i i missed it i was just burned out i didn't know what it was so i was just like i can't do it anymore so he goes but every day i not every day but he says i think about it often and stuff so wow he listens to the show kind of probably wax sentimental and he reaches out to borky every once in a while he said so Yeah. yeah we just told stories old time and new time stuff caught up he can't ride anymore he can't ride anymore he (laughs) does um in fact he had a heart attack Mm. riding Mm. so um is i think right after covid he'd been vaccinated and everything he doesn't think that was the thing but he was riding his road bike and all of a sudden he's like jeez and it was humid 90 degree unusual Mm -hmm. day in that hell of a hole of the city and uh, <laughs> <laughs> asterisk. Sam
2: is, Sam really likes Bellingham. Yes, he does. Oh. And, and so in footnote,
4: he said he's climbing. He's like, God. He's like, his back started hurting and started getting worse and worse. Called his girlfriend at the time. Now his wife says, "You gotta come get me." And you know, so it was locked down pretty much. And they got to the hospital and they said, "Wait, you can't go in there. You're not wearing a mask." Blah blah blah. We need to check you out. And he goes, "Screw you." goes and collapses right there. Oh my God. And he had two blockages and so they rooted him out and I I think they did a couple other checks and stuff. So he's he knows that heart thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: There's so. two things I'm hoping for tomorrow. Number one is and the biggest priority is number one is that everything's fine. And number two would be it'd be almost kinda like, oh uh, there's this small little problem, and suddenly my heart is pumping out so much more better, more better. And that I actually, <laughs> it's just like, oh, Pat, you've been working at like 60% for the last 10 years. And then I get on the bike now that I'm working full 100%, and I crush every single one of you bastards. It'll never happen.
4: And then all of a sudden, here's this dang, dang, dang. Oh, it's time <laughs> to get up. <laughs> I've been dreaming. Shit! <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. Sam, what the actual F were yep. you thinking about when you did? Okay, was this... First of all, tell us what you did this weekend. Yeah, um, I
3: planned a route that was like gravel to trail um, that was from Spokane to Wallace, Idaho. So I think in a car, it's probably an hour and a half, would you say? Maybe uh, somewhere there, two it's hours? It's a little longer than that. Yeah, yeah. pushing two hours. Yeah. yeah. So it was 120 miles there. And then we changed the route because of those pictures that I sent you of summer roads. Yeah. Uh, And it was 110 back. But
2: rode there, stayed in a hotel, rode home. Yep. And
3: I think I wanted an adventure that, you know, like getting into the backpacking type of thing. But doing it my style and my friend's style where we do it at all out speeds oh shit so that was the real problem I mean I think I like it's nothing heroic but I averaged something like 230 35 watts or something like that for like 7-8 uh, hours oh my god so like that's a decent amount of power and I was so, I was crustier than Paul is on a daily mm. basis when I got into that hotel room that's and really I was nasty. cooked Yeah, yeah, yeah you're a crusty sound? old man Oh, you get ca- your water heater.
2: What's no, not?
4: Oh, you got a leaky pipe.
3: Oh
2: my God! To psst. Psst. There's psst. some background noise going yeah. on, and I've never heard of that before. Uh,
3: but yeah. Anyway, so I did yeah. that, and then uh, Gosh, when we got in, I switched the route a oh, little bit so goodness. we wouldn't have to do the summer roads because summer roads were like since the rain, it probably we were, our wheels were dropping down a solid two inches into this, and oh my God, it was.
2: Your 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 photos looked like what the unbound riders it, went through.
3: Honestly, when I saw the the photos of the unbound, I was like, God "Guys, like ride out in the grass or something. Like find <laughs> a way. Come <laughs> on, it can't be that bad." And then I did this, and I have mad respect for somebody riding that long on these roads. I had to literally because I was <clears> thinking, <throat> "Well, I'm going to ride in the grass." So I rode off in the shoulder in the grass. So then the, it picked up the grass and it formed this. It formed this like mess in my like rear triangle of just packed clay dirt that I had to literally scoop out, get my chain to go back on. I don't know what lube I had, but whatever one it was, my friend just handed me, (coughs) uh, he's the bike rep guy. Yeah. That stuff stayed squeaky clean, quiet the whole day, even with all that. Wow. I, whatever it is hats off to them i'll figure it out and we can post it yeah i like might be the best live i've ever shit. seen yeah it was incredible for gravel
2: you looked like a shell of your former self on the first night and then you came back and i i think i sent a text that was like dude how was the ride and you went well it ended it's and I was over. like you were so vague and i was oh, like yeah. did did some sort of a North Idaho drive-by chicken throwing element happen, no. or something like that? Everybody
3: you know? was so nice. We were on the trail, and some guy like that's clearly commuting between like Wallace and you know, like Kellogg. Kellogg. Yeah. Like you know, some sort of uh, you know, I he just walks by and gives us a handshake, and mm-hmm. I'm like, right on, man. Like everybody was so pleasant. Out You're there. going that slow, and he could Idaho, shake your hand. Well, I guess it was a high five. <laughs>
4: All right. I averaged probably better. a
3: faster speed than you. We should check on Strava. I think Ooh. I was a little faster. I bet you I was. I was 80,
4: eighteen point seven. All right, but, you did beat us. Mm-hmm.
3: We were like seventeen nine or eighteen. There's so
2: many questions like, what did you pack? Where did you to yeah. do? You know things like that. But um, we packed very light, like yeah. just to
3: keep it, you know, short and sweet, like super light. Just clothes to change into since we were doing the credit card route. Yeah, and that was really it. Okay. Like then tools and stuff that we'd need to fix the bikes. But, yeah, I mean, we we packed minimal because I didn't want to. We found, turns out, that there is a wash station out at Silver. No shit. For bikes? Yes, for bikes. Because of mountain bikes. Yeah, for the mountain bikes. We just stumbled across this, and I'm like,
0: oh, sweet.
3: So that's why, like, (laughs) if you look at the photos at the end of it. It's like my bike looks squeaky clean. And it's like, yeah, that was not the case a few miles ago. I was carrying probably, like, an extra 10 pounds in mud.
2: Oh, my God. (sighs) Ugh.
3: Yeah, so anyway, that was my writing. That was it. It was the whole week because earlier in the week, my back was not feeling 100%. And I was like, well, I'm just going to oh, hope that it fuck. feels... Fuck, I never hit record.
2: I'm serious. I never hit record. At least we have the live YouTube. transcript. We have the video yeah. from YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and so how long Welcome. have you been doing this?
2: I don't know. I was looking at the time to see how long we've been going. But, 31 uh, minutes? Uh, holy mother of fuck. It all works. There, I said Two, it. One. Twice. Yeah, I think I can get the audio off of that. Can I get the audio off of that? Probably
3: scrub it off. There's no way that you can't. Anyway, Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm special. Good luck with that. You are. Yeah, yeah. I've got got my work cut out (laughs) for
2: me tonight, don't I? Jesus! (laughs) If you're just joining us now, (laughs) yeah. Thank God for the live stream. Let's check some headlines.
5: Come on!
3: That's brutal. I've
2: got to figure out a way to do it.
3: I think you've done it before. I feel I like, like you've mean? done This feels like a familiar That's a dumbass.
2: It's a button. It's right there. And I didn't hit it. Why I didn't mean, you what know? color is <laughs> it? It's, right? it's because Sam was like, I'm blaming it on you. I, I
3: accept that. I have broad shoulders. I can accept the way What that. color is that button?
2: <laughs> what, what button?
4: It's a record button.
2: Uh, black. Make it red. <laughs> maybe you it's won't got a little it. red dot <laughs> on it it's got a little red dot on it all right it, but okay just yeah. trying to help you out man i and at the opening of the show i was busting the balls of the cycling legends yeah. guys for not getting proper audio and here i am yeah, not i i'm getting proper yeah, audio it's i just called karma there buddy it. Yeah. it is it is a bitch let's uh get to the headlines well at least the ones we want to talk about brought to you by our friends at athletic brewing there's new hoppy hell is it hellas is it hellas hellas or hellas, hellas? out there that is absolutely delicious use the code p 20 to grab a discount if you want at athleticbrewing.com let's start with the release of the recent tour de france unchained has everybody caught at least an episode so good okay good six of them if you are a cycling fan all of them you binged it all Yeah. yeah okay well there we go if you are a cycling fan you likely have already caught at least one in this documentary series if you are not a cycling fan i'm not joe rogan how so paul you've watched all of them yep sam you watched two two jackson six i've watched three so we're all at least past tebow pino yep yeah um <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> that's just funny <laughs> we're all past very
6: emotional episode nothing against it but he was yeah Oh yeah Bad for the guy
2: My wife and I I'm watching it with my wife And she's sitting there Next to me last night She's going um, I, I love this guy What's his name And I look at her and I say What's your favorite kind of wine She goes Pinot Noir And I just stared at her. I'm like, you can't remember his name when the second part of his name is what is in your hand while we're speaking? (laughs) Do you listen to
3: any of the stuff I talk about? No, (laughs)
2: not that she doesn't. Yeah, that's what she's like. But that was where, like tonight, I was like going, before the show, you're going to have a glass of Tebow with me. And she went, what are you talking about? And I just stared at, right seconds, <laughs> stared at her for a couple seconds. Stared at her for a couple seconds. She went, "Oh, screw you, Pat! <laughs> <laughs> shut up, Pat!" That's where all the "shut up, Pat" comes from, anyway. Um, initial thoughts on on the series. Should we start with the people who've seen less, or the people who've seen all? Anyway, somebody chime I, in. I initial will say,
3: thoughts. like I, yeah, started it out in Wallace. We watched it when we got into the hotel room, um, <laughs> which was an awesome way to recover. Yeah. but uh yeah like killer insight into it like it makes me more excited about bike racing because it shows you all the backstory and i feel like i know a lot more than your average joe and i'm just watching a race right you you know kind of what teams are going for and the moves that they're making but then you like you hear the actual director and stuff yeah. like that and it's like man that is so cool live in the action
2: is it dumbed down too much i don't think no. so or is it or is that a bad thing even if it is I think it has to be yeah. dumbed down. No, I think dumbed
6: down is the wrong term. I think it just is like a little bit more simplified for people that aren't, you know, for people talking about bicycles yeah. weekly. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but I think that I think it's done really well so far. Um, the only thing, the only one thing that has bothered me is there's like a commentator that comes over everything and is like, oh, Pino has been dropped. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only focusing on that one writer for me, who's somebody who watched that tour. I like every time I hear it, I kind of like cringe a little bit and go like, I I know that's not really what is over this. The overdubs
2: a little, a little cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
6: But that's also somebody who watched the tour and knows the specific commentators at that specific moment. So it's like, that's the only thing that bothers me. And if that's the only thing that bothers me, that means they're doing a pretty good job. Yeah.
2: um paul what, you've 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 gone through the whole the whole yeah. shit match
4: and you know we were raised in a period of of john tesh that's yeah. how we knew it. so you know to get people exposed you know to cycling i think you have to kind of you know dumb it down a little bit but um knowing what i do know about cycling i think some of the was out of context. I started looking like they'd show footage, and it's not the stage they're talking about. Yeah, yeah they, yeah. they did a lot of that, but that's that's okay. I mean, it doesn't have to be accurate. But if you really did probably go backstage, you'd probably a snorefest. And I think some of it they <laughs> created conflict that wasn't there.
2: The <laughs> wasn't there. Yeah, no, Wild Van Hurt, yeah, Wild has been commenting on the they, fact that they created a, a, a conflict between. And I don't think it was God. that bad. I
4: yeah. I, I, I kind of questioned that because you know how teams run. Mm-hmm. They probably said the things that they did and then sampled it in. Um, you know, like even the, I think this stage where they crossed the bridge, and, and mm-hmm. you remember when, um, what's his name? God dang it. The uh, He's in the yellow jersey. Oh, from, Lampart. Yeah, yeah. Lampard goes down and it's like a big deal, but it wasn't a big deal. I mean, he got back on and the stage. But yeah. that's, you got to create that drama. You kind of, and it made it fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard on Escape Collective, they're doing, uh, on, uh, yeah, yeah. just these shows and one of them was that uh during the stage five during the the roubaix stage they didn't even mention who won but i don't think that's what this is about this yeah. is the you know cycling's not this one-dimensional well it looks like these riders are going down the road and to the average person it's nothing now yeah. they get to kind of peel back the curtain a little bit yeah so i i, I like it i think it was very good actually the pinot one is the boringest one.
1: Really? And, and you exactly
4: know, all I focus on is, what's he, that filthy goat on his lap on his kit? He's holding this goat with, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, God, he's going <laughs> to shit See, my wife him. was like, oh, oh see, I, know. I love
2: him even more now. Well, that's fine.
4: I yeah. mean, but you wear overalls when you're petting oh, okay. or taking care of, <laughs> you know, you got your wellies, that type of yeah, thing. But yeah, I yeah. think all in all, it's good. It runs pretty. Pro- uh, the formulas pretty close to uh, Drive to Survive. Is it? it because Formula One guys on the same team sometimes don't like each other? Yeah, and that's that conflict. And I think a lot of people when they watch a miniseries, they want you know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they were trying to do with Wout.
2: When I was in film school, this yeah, that's not meant to sound snooty, but when I was when I was there, we had a very specific assignment from in in our editing class, and they gave us. All the students were given the same stock footage. It was about stand-up comedians at the time, right? Like following four different documentary footage of stand-up comedians. And they asked us to piece together a story. Every single one of us came back with a completely different Mm -hmm. story. Some of us focused on one comedian. One focused on an up, upward rise of, 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 of building success. One of us focused on the times they bombed and the fact that their career was going downwards. Or, and, and all this kind of stuff. Same footage, 12 different people 12 different stories and so what my point of saying this is in, in these this documentary series they have to create a story they have mm-hmm. to engage an audience if, if they're not they're just providing a news story recap of the Tour de France which is fine on its own but you have to create drama in order to engage an audience, especially an audience that doesn't give a shit about your sport or might kind of care, but doesn't really isn't that really engaged. And so watching this, I'm watching this from a perspective of somebody who's trying to tell a story. And mm-hmm. and I'm also, <coughs> excuse me, enjoying it with my wife, who obviously knows uh, plenty about bike racing, but she's... She's engaged in the backstories, and I'm loving the backstories. I'm loving the on-the-bike footage that they're including that we don't get to see in bike races, especially when it's live, unless it's on YouTube afterwards, um, and and a lot of the different inside, behind-the-scenes footage is, is really enjoyable. Now, I think the the pep talks that every every director sportif gives on the bus before every race is absolute fluff and bullshit. They're just like, okay, guys. It's a challenging stage today. I want you to ride hard and uh, and and not crash in, in when it's time to crash. Don't crash, okay? Go get them, guys! You know it's like Jesus Christ, that was stupid.
4: Well, but. I I think that what they did well, if I, they created like the scenes. I really got excited during the the Roubaix, and and I I thought it was a great Spoilers, stage. although it, it was, we all know who won the tour. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, then the Roubaix, uh, that's that's a number 3 you haven't watched mm-hmm. that one yet to I'm me it's it. like 4 i think is it 4 yeah um, so um anyway just the chaos the chaos that goes on like when when uh, vendigo his bike goes, all the yeah, and oh, yeah and then yeah. you oh, get no, that they is, they mix that is 2 or 3 yeah yeah yeah, they, yeah they're mixing they're mixing the um you know, the audio of the director,
2: get him a fucking bike. Yeah. Him.
4: They're just like, and then because when you watch it, you could have put like Benny Hill music when you're watching. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: But when it, when you're in still the heat a of the bike moment, on the
2: side of the road. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like
3: total chaos. Everybody's
2: yeah. gone, but there's still a bike. Who? Yeah. What? Yeah. It somebody, doesn't add up. Yeah. Chris and up the road or something like that? So, yeah. yeah.
4: So, I think they did did well with that, and they they did well with their music mixing that in when they try to create that that you know villain type of person who's always downbeat type yeah. you know is
2: it is it what we expected? Is it what we hoped for?
4: I think so yeah. I think so what yeah. do you
2: how, what do you think it's doing for the sport? do you think it's just bike riders watching it, or do you think there's a a larger demographic paying attention? I think that there's a larger demographic
3: because like personally, I didn't ever really follow Formula One, yeah. Until like that, you know, Drive to Survive came out, and then I was like, "Oh, Formula One is cool."
2: I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's really it. cool.
3: Yeah. It's, I mean, great behind the scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I think they did a great job of that.
2: Letter grade so far. I mean, I'd give it an A. I think they're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, yeah, A, A, yeah, A minus, A minus. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, good, good. So okay. crusty. He is.
4: Yeah, you know, there's some things I probably would like no one else. I've seen
2: like. a lot in my life. Well, he's crusty, but his asshole isn't. because No, it's properly. clean, and yeah. I sit yeah. down yeah. when I yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh, my God. Exactly. Uh, speaking of Thibaut Pino, he has been included in the, in the Groupama FTJ team for the Tour de France in his final season as a professional, but there is no place for Arnaud Demare. I don't know if you guys read this today. Mm. Arnold DeMar Manager Mark Matteo announced his first five names to the team sheet on Tuesday afternoon when he also confirmed that Sprinter DeMar would miss out for the second successive year David Gadu, fourth overall a year ago will lead the team's GC while Pino will make his tenth and final tour appearance with the aim of chasing stage wins Valentin Madwas, Kevin um, Genietz, uh, and Stefan he Küng He's done ten tours? Ten tours, mm-hmm. yeah um, with the last three riders still to be announced Um, as Mario says I should almost say it like him our team will be focusing on the mountains because every time you see him he's just screaming his face off he's just his head shaking and the silver oh, yeah. hair is flying in the wind he's oh, just yeah. like oh, my, Michelle was asking me last night she's like what is wrong with this guy uh, that's Mario he's passionate yeah he's two time Perry Roubaix yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah. She and then she, they show footage of him riding in the Renault kit and mm-hmm. she's like oh my god he's old I'm like well yeah, he is. Um our team will be focusing on the mountains, Matio said on a statement from Groupama-FDJ on Tuesday. Um what are your thoughts on how long Arnaud Demar is going to stay in, a, in an FDJ kit? Mm.
6: I think he will probably be in a Man, I'd love to I'd love to see what we all think about where he'd end up, but I could see him being in a Quick-Step kit as a second fiddle to Jakobsen. Yeah. Um, But also this move doesn't really surprise me that much. Um, When you have someone like Gaudu who did get fourth, who got, he was pretty high up there in another race. I forget which one it was, Um, but I think it was, he pretty high up in worlds this last year. I don't know. Either way. um, I I don't know. um, Either way, he's been showing pretty great performances. So I, it's hard to look past him. And when you have somebody who can maybe fight for a tour You're a French team in a French tour. You kind of got to, I think, go all out for that instead of just individual sprint
2: wins. Funny you should say a French team in a French tour. The French have not won since Bernardino in 1985.
0: Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot.
2: Are there any prospects? Let's be one hundred percent honest here. Ben O'Connor is on a is French best, team yeah. and yeah. has He's the Australian? best French. Yeah, yeah. yeah, has the best thing for France to root for. What, you know, I'm not. I'm not French riders. I'm disen French Grand Tour riders because you've got a guy like Julian Alaphilippe who's who's showing absolute signs of a resurgence. But you're not seeing anybody who could potentially buy for that that yellow in Paris Um, is there anybody or is is there something wrong in the water in France
4: they're all just drinking
2: Pinot
6: it's you know it's really only Gaudu is what it feels like right now I mean Bardet had his time and I think that Bardet is an exceptional writer I mean he was second on stage 11 of last year but now it's like I don't think that he can kind of stick with that Upper echelon. So it's. It, I think it's a lot of the country's pressure is going to start mounting on Gaudu. And I really worry that it's going to turn into a Pinot type of situation of where, oh, all of France is on you. If you don't win this, then you're a failure to your entire country. It's just.
2: And it's just getting worse. Mm-hmm. The French are getting probably more and more desperate for somebody to, to win their home tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I, I can't, I'm racking my brain to think of of current French riders who could pull it off, and I don't have any.
4: Yeah, they they haven't won a Paris Roubaix since ninety seven. Wow. Um not
3: shocking. I don't think that they're really going to be a dominant.
4: Well, you know, there's plastics. some French teams. I mean, yeah. you have uh, you know Groupama, you have Total. Le uh, you know, yeah, yeah. A- and they have a certain way, and everybody talks about the French way, and I yeah. think they're kind of. Well, Krusty, like me, they just, you know. Um, <laughs> if Arnaud, uh, uh DeMarc does go to a team, I see him like a total energy. Yeah, and, um, yeah. Because that's, yeah, I think he's just stuck in his French ways, you know. Yeah, So. and they're yeah. going to have some budget openings here shortly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there's a, there's a guy you know. Yeah. So that would make
2: sense going to Is he me me. line up the tour?
6: Guaranteed. So Guaranteed, yeah. 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 He yeah. has to. I think, what else does that team have?
2: yeah i don't know you know he's riding tour de swiss right now we got fifth in the opening stage mm-hmm. and that was that was good to see peter Sagan. Mm-hmm. you know yeah. i've been able to watch tour de swiss because my my place of business suddenly decided to not allow vpns nice yeah, oh, I'm, that's I, yeah. I'm quitting in three days wait why don't you just do <laughs> it on your phone because i don't i'm, I'm yeah, in a basement i'm in a basement theater and not only do i not get a vpn because of wireless, but I'm in a basement theater and the cell signal sucks. What about the Wi-Fi? We'll I fix can't, this. I can't, it's through their it's network. Blocked. I can't get through Wi-Fi. They, oh. the network he doesn't won't have let a me. Data signal down yeah. in the basement. Yeah, yeah.
5: yeah.
3: Mm. Your life sucks for three mornings. Well, I mm. guess
4: the tour you will be able to. You'll have to do NBC.
3: The tour. Well, I'm no, here. you'll be. That's the tour, right. I'm home. That's yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. I'm not are we having this. coffee then every morning here? Every morning Every single at morning. 5, a.m. Yeah, yeah. 5 a.m. Might as well. You no, know, just know come I mean.
2: down, fire up the espresso yeah. machine. Nobody's going to show up. It'll just be me yeah. sleeping on the bar. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this year's tour, you guys? We uh, we see a flying uh, Jonas Vingegaard, but we haven't seen much of Tade since his injury. Um, is this? Has anybody got concern about Tade Pogacar? No. No? He's going to be fine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That guy's amazing. You guys are like, Fuck,
3: he's good. Yeah. I would be a little bit concerned. I would. I am. I mean, like it's, I, I don't like discard his physical abilities. It's more of just the fact of like when you're off the bike for that long. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, like not performing racing, yeah. you lose an edge. And mm-hmm. at the tour, like the tour is such a high end race. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. If one thing goes wrong. Yeah. He's going into, I mean like it's a long, long, Time too. So like he could start off bad and then get better. It's three weeks. But I mean you can lead yeah. a lot of
2: time in the first week. Yeah. My thing is I'm I'm fine with either of them winning. I am genuinely fine with either of them. I don't see a whole lot of other contenders stepping into the screen, but I I want to make sure both are firing on one hundred percent because that mm-hmm. makes it a much more enjoyable event. Zegan Bernal. He's, he's riding well. He, race, he had a good uh, Dalpine. You know, he was up there. He was he was near the point end of the peloton.
4: I think he was asking if he's on the list. I think oh. he is. Oh, I yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not saying, like, he's going to be, but yeah. it would be interesting because Richard Carapaz was the last one, like, you know, with both of them.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah.
6: Yeah. I, I think that... I mean, Tade took two weeks off the bike, so I think he's... I mean, and he was doing cross-training within the, that two weeks that yeah. he was off, and I think that this guy is... Like like I've said before, I think he's a generational talent that is will bring anything and everything to this tour and not, if he loses, go down softly like we saw last year. But I think yeah. that what we've talked about before is that I think that last year, and they talk about this in the documentary series, but they poked the bear last year, and I think that this year we're going to get a big-ass angry grizzly bear showing up to the event in the form of Tade Bacaccia. Yeah. And they're also probably going to bring a Yates brother too. With him, which, and I think that is going to be a massive game changer. <laughs> I, th- he can blow it. That's the thing. But I think he can, th- I think that can be a massive help this year because I saw last year what Yates provided for Garrett Thomas. Mm-hmm. And Thomas, correct me if I'm wrong, he got third. third? That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Yep. Yeah. And so I think that he could be a good help in the mountains. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, it's all in all, it's going to be exciting.
2: And maybe a little break might not have been a bad idea. Maybe you're flying too early yeah. too soon. So, you know. yeah, mm-hmm. totally.
5: There
6: we
2: go. Let's jump to tonight's topic brought to us in support by our friends at Scratch Labs. The season for proper hydration is upon us as it gets warmer. Think about ways to keep the machine running with multiple options from scratch that they wonderfully provide. Great tasting, easy on the gut, and with all the right ingredients to help you roll in. I want to talk about a conversation that I recently had over dinner uh, about the inherent risks involved in cycling and perhaps the unfair amount of concern it puts on people close to us. We've had some um, unfortunate, is an understatement, uh, events happening in our local community where we've we've lost a cyclist. And just this past weekend, we I guess it turned out to be a pedestrian.
3: No, it was a cyclist. It was a cyclist. Yeah. It was that a was cyclist. released today. They okay. were crossing from Baltimore.
4: Which on, is... Uh, Palouse Highway? Yeah. Mm-hmm so they were in the wrong I
3: came across it that's what stopped us Mm -hmm. like I I was coming up over the dirt road got turned around hopped on the highway and then yeah we rode up to it and the firefighter was like uh can't come through here there's been a cyclist that's hit and killed so so this
2: is two in the last three weeks here in our community um and and I I you know yes we're supposed to be an upbeat enjoyable sometimes laughable show but, um, uh, these are, are horrible incidents and, um, to be passionate about just about anything, cycling included, requires a bit of selfishness and focus, finances and, and time. Um and this is something that we as bike racers and bike riders understand, but what, but our significant others, and I don't want this to turn into, and sometimes I worry about when we talk about our, our significant others, our spouses, that, that it turns into this thought that, Oh, I'm having fun, but my wife won't let me, or, or I want to ride more, but my wife won't let me, or my wife doesn't like this or doesn't like that's bullshit. Love is a two way street. And, um, what we do requires gigantic amounts of time and it makes it a very selfish endeavor and what I want to talk about tonight is the 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 worry the concern the stress that sometimes get put upon our our significant others and um, and some of us have been doing it for longer some of us have been doing it for shorter Jackson you're getting married in freaking three and a half weeks and mm-hmm. um, and, and, and what that, how you discuss that, how you deal with that, how you tolerate it, how you, how you move forward together about it. So, how do you and your spouse deal with the concern about the fact that you're going out onto open roads or even open trails and, and things like that with, with incredibly dangerous situations? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Jackson, of course, the person who's getting married in three and a half weeks is taking on this one first. <laughs> ever, all of you, the rest of you, just kind of backed away from the mic a little
6: bit there, Pat. Well, you
2: might want to not hit the record button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we
6: have our ways. Like we have each other's phones tracked and everything, just to make sure that we know like if everybody's safe and everything. I mean, Wahoo sends out a link every time. Um, I have my watch on all the time because it, if you take a fall, it'll say do we need to call or have you had a fall or something like that? And if you don't respond in a specific amount of time, it will send out specific calls or messages to specific individuals. So like, um, my fiance, she has, she's one of the emergency contacts. Uh, I think dad, I think you are, um, one of them. And then it will call like, uh, emergency services to all, all at the same time. Um, so I think having resources like that are really helpful. Um, I've even thought about, like, a radar, Sam, like you have on the back Mm -hmm. of your bike. Um, But just having those things, um, I mean, familiar routes, all that type of stuff, kind of helps you just keep in check.
2: What an advancement that we are here now, though, that we're able to do those types of things. Totally. Um, Mm -hmm. I specifically remember once being out on a ride. I think I was out um, near Four Mounds by myself, and I am well, at least have been in my life, allergic to bee stings. Bee, bee flew down my my jersey, stung me in the chest. I didn't have anything to deal with it. And I was like, this is prior to cell phones. And I'm going, mm, well, I'm, I'm probably going to die it, out yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> You know, and I just, I just kept riding, you know, and the adrenaline and everything helped. And obviously, and I was fine after all, you know, everything was good. I could have stopped at a house or something like that, but but now that we're able to send these dot watching types of signals yeah. to a, to a significant other, um, Paul, Sam, how, how do you guys deal? With? Especially Sam, because your wife is also a cyclist.
3: Yeah. Um, that was real. Like the last fall when they, uh, had the car bike accident with my brother and Absolutely. wife, um, yeah. that definitely scared her. But I think like, I have enough, it's like the technology too, right? I also mm-hmm. have one of those helmet detectors that detects a crash and impact with my head. Wow. Um, so that'll send out a signal to both my wife and mom. Because my wife is like, and love her to death. She's, you're okay? Second question, bike okay? And I'm like, yeah, you know? Yeah. And like, she's concerned about that equally. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have it going out to both of them. because Usually
2: like, when I get up from the ground, the first thing I'm like, bike okay? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any bl- brain ble- bleeding? No, I'm good. Okay, yeah. fine. I mean, Win-win. Win.
3: Yeah, my last big crash in my was like I checked out the bike and then I realized, oh, my arm's ripped open. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, this last weekend, for instance, my mom is more of the worry ward. Like my okay. wife is very, you know, chill about it because we have those conversations. She knows that I'm very safe. Like she rides with me enough, so she sees it, whereas my mom doesn't yeah. see that. So she just hears these stories and is like, that's really concerning. So like- okay yeah right i think that because Mackenzie has more you know like insight into it it's not as worrisome for her she knows how i respond on the road and how responsible i am on the road so it's like yeah i mean she trusts me out there and things can happen but things can happen anywhere whereas like my mom is you know i called her when i needed to pick up this last weekend because we had gotten blocked in two ways and like yeah you need to backtrack go down get Valley Chapel, come back up, hang And I'm like, I'm done. I've seen this. This was icing on the cake. I'm on 110 miles. And I just called my mom. My wife's like, good decision. Because I knew if I called her, she'd be like, you can get home.
5: <laughs> Love her. Ah, thanks, and My mom's like, pookie. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Yeah,
3: yeah. I'll, I'll bring cake. Yeah. yeah. She brought food. Did she really? Yeah. She's the best. God. I know.
2: That's a keeper. Paul, you've been at it as long as I have. Yeah, and, and uh, after you
4: posted that, we were down at Rick West when the thunderstorm hit here. Yeah. And everything. Um, but I, I started asking her some questions because I saw from the beginning when we first started dating, and um, I never even trained with a helmet. I never yeah. rode with a helmet unless it was races up till we started dating, and that was in 94. So, I mean, wow. I didn't think anything of it. <laughs> so uh, and um, so, she's like, "Hey, listen. Now that we're involved, we have two kids that need to be taken. I don't need to take care of a vegetable." Fair enough. So I've <laughs> been, uh, but I think her focus was so much back then on the kids themselves. There wasn't much of time to worry about me on rides. Uh, nowadays, there's certainly quite a bit of of concern when I go out on the road. Yeah. And I, She needs to know what direction I'm going, that type of thing. And I asked her if it's because in this time period she became a nurse is what she saw. And she goes, actually, cyclists and you know auto cyclists are not very common. She's in C, but you know it could be a time slot stuff, yeah. wherever she's worked. She's worked all the shifts and stuff. She goes, auto peds, you know, pedestrians are huge. That definitely outnumbers, but they're lower impact. But if there's an auto and cyclist, it's not good. Yeah, on the road. Yeah. She goes, I see way more mountain. I'd be more concerned about mountain bike. I see a lot of mountain bike people, and you know, pulling um, branches out of the kneecaps and yeah, yeah. you know pun- uh, punctured Christ. lungs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Terry, yeah. Terry Prime it was a rare one, but he destroyed his hip. I mean, it shattered it. Yeah. Um. So. Those those things she goes, I'd be a little bit more perturbed because that's crippling at your age. Um, but she goes, Yeah, I think my focus now is because kids got their own lives. I have nobody it's just you. So she is a little bit more concerned.
2: Are we lying when we say everything's gonna be okay when we look at somebody and say, I'm gonna be fine out there on the road. Sam, you're talking Hopefully about not. Sammy, you were talking about, you know, that she trusts that you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people out on the roads that either don't know what they're doing or don't care. Mm -hmm. Um, Your brother's case very specifically. We have, for some reason, a lot. I, I don't think it's a lot. I think we're getting a lot of situations where it's being presented to us. We're finding out information. We have so much more information in our society. We're hearing about assholes rolling coal and backing and stopping their car and a field of riders hitting them. We're hearing about uh, situations all over the world where cycling versus cars incidents are happening. I don't think the percentage of those events have gone up that drastically. Am I am I incorrect in this, in making this assumption? No, I think there's
3: more more cars and more bikes, so I think yeah. the percent is the same. I think that we know a lot of people um, on bikes, and so yeah. I think we have like recently, you know, r- know people that have been affected by this. But I don't think that the percentage has gone up. So that's why it's like I don't think I don't feel any more at risk now than I did back. You know, riding in the best roads of in Bellingham.
2: Yeah. It's just crap town, though, isn't it? It is terrible. You know, it's terrible, too. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah.
4: No sunlight. Yeah, oh my God. Like, overcast. Well, that's what Sean said. Overpriced. Sitting down the deck, and he's like, I haven't seen this much sun and probably This guy's missing years. out. He is <laughs> he not loves taking it. advantage of <laughs> He loves uh, He loves it over there. He'd uh, never move back. Yeah, okay.
2: Mm-hmm. How do you calm a worried loved one? And I'm not saying, again, please don't think that there's this, this frail terrified person going please come back to me safe i mean this isn't you know fucking gone with the wind or anything like that this is a a, my wife had my wife and i have this joking almost uh superstition where if i'm leaving for a ride i'll say okay i'm leaving see ya and if she's doing something else i won't leave until she looks me in the eye and says okay i love you be safe goodbye she has to say those words to me every time. I I I am a superstitious person, but um, but how do you, how do you do it? How I mean, do does your loved one have to just kind of learn to trust in the in the system, or is there a magic word you can say, or is there a an app, or do I just have to ride Swift? Um. <clears throat> My answer is there's
6: not really anything that you can do because I mean, I think all four of us here would love to have a very special magical remedy that could kind of take away all sorts of anxiety from it. But I don't think there really is anything. I mean, from personal experience I've ridden in Portland, which is, I would say a pretty metropolitan city. Um, And I, from that you kind of gain experience, you gain instinct and all that type of stuff. You get pretty comfortable. Um, And I'm pretty comfortable with cars. I mean, the one, the one incident that happened with me was low speed, it was definitely not something that is really worth worrying about that heavily um, but just being aware, I think that as a, as as cyclists we also kind of have this sense that we all talk about that is indescribable of we kind of know when and where things are going to happen, also just like reassuring that you are as safe as you possibly can be out there, you're never going to take a risk just to take a left, you know um I think just words of affirmation you know to, to quote a love language um that's that's kind of what can help but there's no, there's no rhyme or remedy to any sort of helping you feel better and I wish
2: there was If nobody has anything to top that well, I do not Yeah Paul
4: I, I just my wife now commuting is is just as bad as yeah. me going for a long ride I have to text when I get to my car or wherever my destination and let her know when I'm heading back, yeah. and that that eases her mind. So, I mean, that's how she she's able to cope with it. And, and she's always said, I, "I don't I don't worry about your skill. You've done this too long, in my opinion. But you know, but uh, nevertheless, <laughs> too long, <laughs> yeah. never. But uh, she said, it's it's other people I don't trust. Yeah. So,
2: okay. So we're talking. We've talked about open roads. We've talked about mountain bike trails. We talked about Jackson. Mentioned this sixth sense that we have, where we understand that drivers are going to do something before they do. Jackson, did you have a sixth sense that um, some guy was going to ride his front re- brake into a rear derailleur of another guy, and suddenly careen across the road and send you into the ditch at a closed course? In a race, which is probably your worst crash this year.
6: No, that shit was crazy. But I, what I will say is that, I mean,
2: my point is, sorry to interrupt. No, my good. point is that crashes are going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know that crashes are going to happen. You hit your head hard. That's scary shit, especially mm-hmm. for somebody who loves you. Mm-hmm. Um, these, we're going to crash. Mm-hmm. We are all. Everybody in this room is going to crash. Probably everybody listening to this show. If you straddle a top tube, you're going to crash. It is a matter of time and odds. How do we deal with that? How do we deal with the fact that I can go out and play golf, drink bourbon all day with a bunch of jackass friends with goatees and who are wearing Greg Norman shirts. By the way, I hate (laughs) golf. (laughs) You can't tell. But... I can do that all day and probably be an asshole and drive home drunk and be fine. I could play golf all my life and never come home with an entire backside shredded like I've been on a bridge in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. How do you approach that one?
6: I mean, it's, you know, it's part of the sport, but it's, it's such a small percentage of the sport realistically that it isn't something that you need to think about all the time. And I think that as time goes on, as you learn the sport a little bit more, crashes lessen even more, just because you've you've learned the situations, you know kind of how to react to certain things. I mean, I know P one two race is pretty dangerous, all that type of stuff. Yeah. But you you've you become accustomed to that as as time goes on. And Remco I mean, Povente of
3: off your a crashes bridge. Also, I feel like at the higher speeds and everything, like I haven't had as many crashes that were really bad in a one two race as I did in like the three four.
2: Mm -hmm. you have not
3: no because it's like we're railing a corner so hard that you slide
6: yeah
2: right
3: and that's pretty minimal it's pretty minimal you're gonna lose a lot of skin but like you're not gonna just break every bone in your body whereas like a lot of the other ones are you're like plowing into the back of you know a group and shattering arms I feel like like I would say for crashes like people ask me this question all the time right I'm just talking about like So that's the advice they
2: ask you To go back to the question At the top of the show It's like (laughs) Oh you're a cyclist How often do you shatter arms Yep No I mean it's like
3: Aren't you worried about cars And crashing and stuff And I'm like honestly Because of my like Previous racing and everything I Mm -hmm. know how to crash Like crashing isn't scary to me You know it's like I know my instinct is tuck and roll
2: we used to have to when I was at the Olympic training center we had to t- do tumbling yep. classes for that
3: yep to try and teach that skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were taught that stuff too. And it was one of those things like that is so valuable to know how to roll um to tuck your body to protect yourself that like I mean i've been in bad bad crashes and come out okay yeah, yeah. so i don't i'm not saying that god do not like go out and crash because you want to practice yeah, yeah. this yeah. but like there's probably <laughs> you know like youtube videos out there that are like how like teaching you in your mind and i mean something that my dad always taught me was like thinking what if you know so you will not find me in a pack in a situation where i don't have a what if of getting out
2: really yep
3: I, like when i'm i don't even yeah when you see me moving around the pack i always have an out
2: yeah yep I probably do too. I just don't know if I think about it, if I consciously think yeah. about it anymore.
3: Always just like to think in the back of your mind. I mean, it's everything in life. Like, just what if? What if yeah. this car veered in front of me? What if these people all of a sudden like had to slam on the brakes? What if this cyclist crossed wheels and went woof? So, you know, I guess my question for the panel would be because
6: my what ifs, I would say, are, and I know that my fiance's at work, so she won't hear me say this, <laughs> but I know that my what ifs are probably riskier. Are, are just a little bit riskier because I, I do see gaps open up in what-if situations, and I know that I can shoot those gaps, but it's not a guarantee every single time. Would you say as age has progressed, your what-ifs are a little bit less risky Absolutely. than the ones 100%. that I have in 24? <laughs> well, just, oh, my God, you've just yeah.
2: defined aging, because I the feel, aging process.
6: Because I feel like at my age right now, I have that instinct of – I. I'm gonna, I'm going to shoot that gap so I can You're made of rubber win. still. Yeah. This bat this last crash proved that. And I yeah, do you see me right now? Yeah. I'm willing to go back and do it again. Like right. Yeah. You're made of rubber still. Wait like 8 more years.
2: Your bike's not made of rubber.
6: <laughs> it's not, but I have a what very very wonderful friend mm-hmm. that is very very willing to help me. <laughs> Do I have an? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll do it for you. Yeah, yeah. May I mention oh. groomsmen as well? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no.
4: But you're right. There is. Yeah. I mean, as you get older and stuff. In fact, that chat earlier I said with Sean. He's. He said that part of it when he when he tried to race he's like these these idiots are taking chances that I'm not willing to take. Yeah, and and it's not about winning at that point for me. It's it's having fun. And and I know if it, if I'm gambling to, you know, shoot a gap, it's not so much me I'm worried about It's taking other people out, you know, because at 60 years old, there's no reason for me to think that I'm going to win, you know, these APAC races. That's it's not it's ridiculous. I, I think you can, Paul. I don't, I don't think, yeah. think so. Game on. But uh, yeah. N- yeah. nevertheless, the thing is, is I'll take things out are a little more just... important. <laughs>
2: God, just dive. Up, dive across the <laughs> side of the field. Yeah. Should have done it. Yeah. When to, you go ahead like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to do go, it again. Yeah. Like yeah. that Bahrain Victorious guy yeah. <laughs> earlier yeah. in the classics is just like hey I can shoot this oh shit oh, a sh- whole puddle yeah. <laughs> and he goes flying across. Yeah. 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 That's how you do it, yeah. Yeah. I'll do that for you.
4: That's nice. But you know the thing is it's not it's just like My wife my wife said You know, when we had this discussion that we were talking about, she goes, I don't see very many. I know there's a lot of bike crashes and stuff that people slide grease out. But road riding, there's a lot of, like, skin abrasions. Yeah. Broken collarbone, you'll see them come in. Yeah. That's about it. And broken wrist. Mm -hmm. But she goes, the big ones are more mountain bike because they are (laughs) really messed up because there's so (laughs) many immovable objects, trees, branches. And you know that type yeah. of thing. So, and and they're doing crazier things, you know. They're they're you know jumping that type of stuff. So, I think I think though when you get older, you do you. Yeah. To to reiterate, yeah, it's like no, I wish I could, but yeah. I don't bounce like I used to. I well, could, sorry, no, let, oh.
6: let, let me clarify too. When I say shoot risky gaps, it's not necessarily risky as in the form of I could take out the whole field here. Yeah, it's- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, it's it, they're all very res- they're all very
4: responsible racing. Yeah, well, like, that, yeah. It's my reaction time's slower, so and I know what you're talking about. You see yeah, a gap, yeah. you shoot it, but now you're you're gonna have to respond if somebody moves over, right? Mm-hmm. So it kind of yeah, alters yeah. things. I'm not willing to do that, yeah, because in all honesty, my reaction time I know is slower, and it's like Jesus, I would have plowed right into him. I've, yeah. Yeah. I've seen it, so I don't take those chances. Mm-hmm. So. But just wanted to be I sure. Also have I have to go to work on yeah. Friday. That's yeah. the thing. Well, I, the thing I had to too, too but
6: still took that dumbass risk. Yeah,
2: yeah. You don't this week. Nope. I did find out so. that I, I it was interesting going for that, <laughs> and I'm going to use the G word. It was interesting going for that gravel ride with Jackson this weekend because, and I'm shifting. I'm shifting he all, all over the gravel. place. I did back to uh, back to road safety. One would think in terms of dealing with stereotypes that a person comes along on a gravel ride in a large diesel fuel vehicle Mm -hmm. that they're going to flip you off this is my this is where i live this is my back road what the hell are you doing out here every single rider every single driver wave to us yeah, slow down. Now, I'm not saying that always happens because sometimes it happens where they just fly by you and kick up, kick up dust into your face, right. roll coal and flip you off. But in this case, every single person at least lifted a finger up the steering wheel to do a little bit of a wave but and they got the out of the way. One. No. Yeah, it was yeah. <laughs> <You're> exactly <laughs> right. I was I, I, and I don't know why it took me by surprise. Me too. Do we live in a world that we're just expecting the worst out of people?
3: Have we we just
2: shifted this direction?
3: I expect that out of people when I'm on the road. Yeah. I mean, now Mm -hmm. when I'm out riding gravel roads, it's like, that's what, like, man, I love it. Like, that's why I I planned our route to go out gravel roads. Yeah. Because of that. And then the one little bit of time that we were, like, on the highway, we'd have people, like, rolling coal or coming close. And it's like, yeah. Those are are urban cowboys. The real ones.
4: You guys are experiencing being raised in a a small town. Um Rural people are are friendly. Yeah, I mean, you could knock on the door and say, "Hey, I just need. Some, do you have something I can eat?" Sure, yeah. sit down. We'll do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, here's the fridge. Here's some fresh cow's milk, and I've yeah. got some beef for you, son. Yeah. I got so, a pie <laughs> cooling in the window. <laughs> yeah, but they. We used to do that. Like every time you're driving on a gravel road, you pass somebody, you do a wave. You wave. Yeah, yeah. you always wave, and that's just that's just hospitality. The the people that you're looking at these guys. That like I said, urban cowboys. They yeah. just want to be a part of that, and they, you know, they they lift their their truck and they drive a big diesel and they they you know dual exhaust or stack them, yeah. you know, that type of thing. Trucks
2: never done a day of work. Yeah, and okay.
4: you know, there's just gonna be those people that are that are that way. But as a general rule, when you when you ride out, even even in the country roads, like uh, when we do the Troika Loop, yeah, they're friendly people. I mean, you rarely get anybody that's going to buzz you. And I always and find it's,
2: it's easier to, to go to be the first person to be a nice person. You know, some uh-huh. people are going to be assholes and they're just going to be angry no matter what. But I've also found that, that just, you know, when when, for example... We have a tendency when there's two or three of us, or four of us even, if a car's coming behind us, we go a single file. Yes, it's a longer vehicle to pass for them, but it's 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 less space. And so when the road's kind of windy and we, we go single file, I would, if I'm usually, no matter where I am, if I see the road ahead and I see it's clear, I'll wave the car mm-hmm, by. Mm-hmm. And when the car starts to come by, I will give a, a second wave, saying thank you for, you know, for passing us in a human fashion Mm -hmm. um and i find that works so well with most drivers Mm -hmm. 95 percent of the time the driver waves back Mm -hmm. and says thank Thank you you for waving me by letting me know when the road is clear
6: yeah and i will i will say with all of the conversation that we've had on this it's very good to bring up the topic i think but i also think it's very good to remember that it's not all bad out there yeah, exactly. there's a lot of really yeah great- there's a lot of really great people i will say 90 to 85 percent of the people that we encounter within vehicles give you ample to over ample amount of room yeah on the road and and i know that there are a very large percentage of people out there that are really nice but it's always just important like the great message that we've been sending out to just stay aware understand that if you need to take a turn let the car go by don't mm-hmm. assume that they're going to stop for you because there is a 50 50 chance they might not yeah so just be aware be careful we all gotta make it home
2: we can agree that maybe 25 percent of the drivers might be assholes right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we can agree that 25 percent of cyclists might be assholes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the rest it might of be a us, little higher there are four <laughs> pe- there are four people in this room and there is one, one of us is an asshole <laughs> you pointed at me <laughs> <laughs>
6: Well, we were. All I thought together. it was like everybody
2: <laughs> is pointing at me. I thought it was I'm like it's like a game where we were going to try and figure out who it was. But no, yeah. I'll take it. I am. <laughs> I am. Jackson, your mama's a whore. <laughs> oh, it all comes back around. <laughs> Jackson's inner asshole is coming out. I've yeah, seen it in races a little bit. Yeah, it's where fun. it's like you're touching people on the butt, which just sounds wrong sounds yes. way wrong, but you're touching people, and you and somebody says <laughs> it's consensual. and and some people are saying stuff to you, and I hear just kind of words that you're saying back, and I'm like going, "That's my boy, that's my boy. He's a he's Nobody's he's got a bad. little bit of day. an inner asshole, yeah." yeah. 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 Then
6: and I'm I'm so excited to be back racing again this Thursday mm-hmm, right? after crashing and everything it's just going to be good to go fast not worry about the result even though I'm going to still worry about the result (laughs) but it's going to be fun
2: just look at everybody like you you're you're all twitchy and nervous though because then they'll just stay away from you Mm -hmm. you just be like I don't
5: know I'm scared I'm going to be and
4: then people will just
2: be like get away from Jackson man he's freaking lost it yeah then you launch and you're away solo yeah
4: if you foam with he the gone. mouth.
2: Nobody's that's gonna right. talk. Yeah.
4: Take some shampoo right before the race. Yeah,
2: there you go. He's got rabies.
6: <laughs> this is a man, I'll tell
2: you what. And then it cut really the cut the sleeves off your jersey and don't wear socks. <laughs> don't put on deodorant for the whole day. Oh, that's a triathlon. There joke. you go. Yep. That'll keep deodorant more deodorant the whole day. <laughs> 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 or, uh, or wipe
4: your butt standing up. Yeah, that'll start sneaking oh. too. <laughs> yeah. That
2: is messed up. How'd my luggage work, by the way? It was great. That's dirty now. One you of them brought back a dirty bag
3: I tried to wipe it clean It's kind of like my bike. You were standing up <laughs> I was standing up yeah. You beat me to the joke Sit down yeah. And
2: clean my bags yeah. You asshole You brought back a dirty bag that's not You're the bad. first person To use that bag I, I bought that shit a year ago
6: Oh that's not that bad You uh, would
2: have done that anyways uh, But I would have done it It would have been mine Kind of like scratching Somebody oh, else's oh, bike When would you have done it though I doubtful we'll ever
5: Hopefully I bet you you'll do, do something
2: more. It's yeah. a good bag this is a great bag, bag. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a good bag.
4: Also,
3: it stores a ton because yeah. it like folds down to just like there yeah. if you really want it. If yeah. you
4: did credit card thing, what the hell did you put in that thing? Just clothes,
3: condoms. Did, did condoms. you use every
4: every piece of clothes <laughs> that was in there?
3: Uh, yes. Yeah, I used everything that was in that bag. Yeah, and then packed enough like nutrition for the next day.
6: Mm. Yeah. That makes sense.
3: Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was pretty small. I mean, it was. I packed that thing down pretty light. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I do have to say that it was
3: I think you might enjoy what we did. No, because I it is, guarantee I you. think Paul would love no. gravel.
2: Jackson I so. and I talked about it this weekend. You are living a closed off life. I think you would love it. And yep. I actually I don't think I know there's you a love version it. Yep. that you would like. You would. Yeah, it doesn't there's, have to be big old fat tires. Mind you, I grew up on nothing yes. but gravel roads. That's what we that
4: it, It's not like that's Yeah, but you were
3: on joint. 22s or yeah. 19s. <laughs> yeah, you can even do it with 100 PSI. Like, yeah. Yes, like when that's I'm how out riding, I, like it. I have like, I have 35s, I think, on mine with like probably 50 or 45 pounds of pressure, something yeah. like that. It honestly makes the gravel road like a road with no traffic, rolling what's hills. What's exciting
4: about that? Oh. You have to be on the razor's edge. You that's can you do that, be on the <laughs> man. Put
3: ten put ten pounds on your back seat and rail a corner. You guys, it'll pucker you up
2: real quick. Oh, I came. I'm sure, but I came to a, a a horrible conclusion again this weekend about once again about how big of an idiot I am. I'm, I'm I left the house, the night before our our gravel ride. I keep saying that freaking word.
6: Well, it is what it is. Um,
2: I changed tires and I did all the sealant and all that kind of stuff and everything was good to go. And I didn't realize that overnight it, it had leaked a little and I just kind of grabbed my bike and went out the door and my tire pressure was pretty low. When I got to the the coffee shop where Jackson and I rode, it was it was kind of spongy. And I so I had my tiny little hand pump and I just, you know, it took me about 400 pumps to get it up.
5: Uh-oh. Oh! oh. oh. So I, I
2: haven't even had the pills, mm-hmm. and but it was still pretty soft. <laughs> oh my God! Jesus H Christ! <laughs> I'm getting, now I'm gonna go with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so I decided to go for it anyway. No, there's there, there. <laughs> Um <laughs> And um, I realized how nice it is to ride with lower pressure. Oh yeah, yeah. By accident.
4: You wouldn't take advice. you had to experience
2: it. No, but I just, there's something in my brain that is going like, dude, no, no, no. You have to, at the very least, you have to put your your gravel tires up to at least 60 pounds. 60 to 70 pounds. Yeah. I've got 30. I've been running 60 to 70, and I think that's too low. And this weekend, I probably went out of the door at, at 30. And then I probably pumped it back up to 40 to 45. And my shoulders feel wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
6: I've got a suggestion. Oh. If everybody rides 650Bs with 48s, it's even
3: cushier.
2: Yeah. That's what my but commuter computer bike is. But you're slow as shit,
6: though. 48s? Yeah. It's yeah. slow, though, right? I don't... Yeah. Didn't feel slow. I, felt I, did. I think
3: for around here, like, we have such nice, you know, kitty litter gravel that, yeah. like... Yeah. I think we could get away with thirty five.
2: 25s. We ride... 35s. 25s. five. Thirty-five. Twenty five. Oh, my God. We're going to get Paul on a, That would actually be a brilliant video segment. Yeah, we'll do It's just to have you ride a gravel bike. Balls out as fast as you can go and and talk about it. I'd difference. rather do that on a road bike. But and I've done it many saying. times. We do it, we do it side by side. Mm-hmm. You ride the same course yeah. on different bikes and see what you can do. Ride yeah. it on my bike, which is probably the closest to a mountain bike that you no, can get. No, gra- we have of him all go of on a full-out gravel bike and his road bike two different times and see what the experience is like, and maybe he'll come out of there going, "Wow, that was kind of." I'm enjoyable. not saying that it makes me want to buy I, a handlebar bag. No, no. take it easy. It, take it easy, Terry, yeah. Terry yeah. Prime.
4: Yeah. Terry Prime proved that that the Ellensburg, that Grand Fondo, yeah, the dirt one, the fastest times are 28 C tires. Everybody's the fastest time, and on a road bike. Just disc brakes so they can get that width.
2: I rode that whole thing. Bullshit.
4: Well, he he has you know you can see the, the people who won in Ellensburg. Yes, his fastest or the Efraida. Efraida. Yeah. Efraida. Ellensburg. Oh, Jesus. So I I can't remember which one. It was one. Yeah. one is that Freida? you did. was
2: Efraida? Efraida. Yeah. E yeah, yeah. I've done them both. I've done. Yeah, it he long.
4: says that it's a road bike
2: course. Yeah, it is. So we got a quick tip. Yes. Okay. Quick tip uh, with Bike Fit Sam brought to us by our friends at Ambassador Cycling. Ambassadorcycling.com. Get fit to get fit. That, uh, uh, you can have that. Catch I,
3: I'll before. take it. Okay. I'll take that. I'll give it to you. Um, yeah. I would say that in this last week, I had 15 Bike Fits. And of those 15, Holy. probably four or five of them had their cleats set up slightly different. And they came in with like a different array of issues, right? Because it can present differently, but that's just always where I first check, like flip their cleats over and look, do that at home. Like just look and see that your cleats are symmetrical on both sides, unless you've had a bike fit and they've like purposely put that that way. But like, yeah, that's pretty rare. Like most of the time you should be
2: symmetrical with that. And so, and yeah. in terms of doing that, is there a method, or is it just flip them, flip your shoes sole to sole, and make sure they're both pointing in the same direction? Is it an eyeball thing? Yeah, or good question.
3: It... I would say like because a lot of them have markers on it, and so yeah. that's the easiest case. Okay. Otherwise, like a lot of them have these like slits in the bottom of the shoe. For like ventilation, and you can look at those and compare that. Okay. Um, But like, best case scenario is just follow the the numbers on the bottom. I mean, it's, it can be like so blatantly obvious that you have like one, you know, shoe or one pedal is uh, slightly forward. Like the cleat position is two millimeters forward. Yeah. yeah. And it throws off everything. If you're doing 80 revolutions a minute for an hour, that's huge.
2: This just popped into my head. Your cleats are wrong. No, they, (laughs) they might be. They might be. How often. I mean, well, actually, with cleats, and you people probably think with the the natural float that they're going to be okay having them slightly off, mm-hmm. and that's probably not a good idea. No,
3: yeah, unless like one like my cleats are slightly rotated just differently. Four and a half is the same, but they're slightly rotated differently because my left foot pops out a little bit more. So that is, okay. but it, that should be on purpose. And biggest thing when you're going to replace your cleats, draw around them with a sharpie. Yeah, because it yeah everybody does it they take it off and they're like
2: oh. oh shit yeah yeah in your opinion how often should cyclists change shoes because i was thinking the yeah. first thing that popped into my head when you were thinking about the what if the numbers wore off mm-hmm. how often
3: should you change shoes i think i usually get like four years out of my shoes huh. yeah
4: damn it i still I wait I have to here. use duct tape to keep it together. To oh to keep my gosh. together.
5: <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, I think like four years, and you could replace some arch supports in there in that time, but uh, four years is usually like when I start to notice that they like flex a little bit more or, mm-hmm. you know, the sides are wearing down a bit. And That's usually when I start it's to replace It's just them. the
2: structural integrity kind yeah. of. The sides usually. I would assume the sole is going to last.
3: The sole will last a long time, but you will notice a little bit more flex in it. Okay. Yeah. All
2: um, right. Good to know. And I... Want the New Zero shoes? I just you, want you an just excuse. Need them. I want an excuse to How buy those years? things. It's three,
6: three, no, years? Yeah, th- three years. Yeah, I think three years is when you should replace them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. It just makes me think about. I got to go home and make sure mine are okay. I haven't checked them since I
2: took a. <gasps> you don't dive? wipe I them, them off with a and... fucking brand new diaper? You, you know, like a baby magic eraser. Cloth. So I just every night I would just be like, I, I would yeah. put them on a lit shelf in the corner of my room. Like those. Just like yeah they the light comes wow. up from underneath them. Your shoes are they, gorgeous.
6: They are, they are gorgeous. And um I do they do have a shelf. Um but I was concussed. <laughs> so I think that's an excuse that I can yeah. use.
2: <laughs> They're beautiful shoes. Zero. Yeah. Uh, final question of the show, everybody. If any cycling story could be told on film, this is coming off of our Our experience of the documentary, but a narrative story like the, you know, Davis Finney action hero or something like that, you know, if there could be a film story of a cyclist or a cycling event that you would want to see made, what would it be? I will go first just to give you an example. For example, I would like to see the life and times of Major Taylor. Mm. presented in a film just a, a biopic of Major Taylor I think it'd be a great story because he died quite tragically tragically uh, you know kind of broken alone but um, what a what a personality and what a story I think that would be anybody got one Sam
3: yeah the one that pops into my head everybody's gonna give me a hard time with this but Unbound and I'm gonna say that because like I watched some videos of Unbound this last weekend and I'm gonna forget her name but she's a specialized sponsored writer and she had a Formula One pit stop. It was so cool <laughs> to see. She rolls in. She want
2: and, documentary style on this. I want documentary. Okay. Like, cause okay.
3: I want like to see like what insight are they doing for like? I mean, all the way down to like tires are fascinating for yeah. you know the different scenarios, gearing that they're running. Like Lachlan Morton did a, a piece on his bike, but um, yeah, like I, th- I just think that it'd be really interesting to see like the backside of how an athlete prepares for this um you know the gear that they choose how they have their pit stop set up because it's all of that yeah and like that the video i could send it to you guys after this is just mind bending how fast she rolls in throws the bike takes off her shoes they give her new shoes give her a new pack she empties her shirt of these you know like wrappers gel and then just and just off she goes i mean it was insane it was so cool
4: like 24
2: hours of le mans
4: Yeah. yeah that's what it is yeah
2: yeah. You guys got a story you'd yeah. like to see made into film?
4: Uh, I, actually, I think it would be kind of cool to uh, follow any particular kid in Belgium going through. You know, it take a, a, a series a year, a clump trying to make it into the pros because it's. Oh wow! Yeah. You know, from day one, and the tradition is, as a junior, you have like a, a local bar will actually support and raise money so you can race, and that is your bar. And you know your name, and they have pictures. Wow. so they they do all this, and and just have him you know, his training and what it takes, whether it's successful there or not. But uh, when Dismount uh, Dave and I went in two thousand eighteen and saw Flanders the the junior races, I mean, like the young little kids were going up doing part of that race, and I'm yeah. thinking, this is they're racing. This is you know this is a course for Flanders. It'd be like playing in the Super Bowl. They they're in the stadium that. Yeah, no other sport allows this, and I, I thought that would be so cool to just watch some kid for for like five years.
2: From, the dreams, yeah, yeah. the dreams yeah. of 14,
4: whether it comes crashing down or not. But what because it's so embedded in that culture.
2: Do you remember Hoop Dreams, <clears throat> which was a gigantic success as a documentary mm-hmm. film? Um, probably 15 20 years ago at least. Um, what a great! F- concept that would be yeah. but based upon following three or four or five Belgian yeah, yeah. you know or kids or trying European to make it. kids yeah. trying to make it through that that'd be a really good you mm-hmm. so we got two documentaries I chose a narrative I want an actor to obviously to play major Taylor Jackson what's your choice
6: um I'd probably pick a documentary as well but um I would really be interested to see like the life of what it was like to live inside of Taylor Finney's mind
4: no oh no that'd be just Asian. but that's, that's see like that's that's the thing He's
2: random so, yeah. he's such an interesting dude yeah, that's why I think yeah. it would be
6: really cool because he's such a creative mind yeah. that was that's the edibles well <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, th- I think he's such a creative mind though because he's got he's not just an athlete he's got some sort of artistic like mm-hmm. backing to it and I think that's really cool because he had so much pressure put on top of him just because you know you enter a race with the last name of Finney, you Gotta yeah. be doing damn well. And I mean the Live Strong program put a lot of money behind that kid. Mm-hmm. And when he grew up into a guy, he realized that I don't wanna do this anymore. I yeah. I I love painting and I love making music. And I think that it's so interesting to see how this sp- like how the sport can affect a human being to like push them away from it almost yeah. into something else. I mean, he's not gone from bikes. His girlfriend is Cassian mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he's still in that world, but he's like made
2: something on top of it which i think is really interesting i think we have not seen the end of taylor finney in this sport because he's yeah. such a charismatic character and he has so many quirky ways to present himself and i don't mean that as a condescending term when mm-hmm. i say quirky he he finds different venues and avenues in which to present himself and that's what made him in, intriguing as a bike racer and i think that's what to make him so, so, he's gonna find an, a niche uh, probably within the sport that he creates something jersey design who mm-hmm. knows who knows what it could be but mm-hmm. uh you know talk about a tough tough parental upbringing you know davis and connie you know, <laughs> you know.
4: don't you yeah. think with him though his crash at nationals was that was big, that was
2: the end I mean, and the i think that's ending.
4: where you started seeing where like he couldn't do anything yeah so he, all his life it was something he tried other sports too he was a soccer player yeah, a big soccer, soccer player. player and but now, he, he went in. It was so easy for him. I mean, he was junior, I mean, world champion in, in yeah. uh, on track. Um, but when you have something that you slow down, it's like, wow, that's painful. And the constant surgeries, is it worth it? And he's spending time on a side that he never tapped into before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that really changed his perspective on on cycling so yeah. and and not in a bad way yeah.
2: not at all so what you're saying is we should all leave the sport and find a creative side now that you have i have none yeah i think all of <laughs> <us> i've <laughs> left the sport and found my creative side you have this this is
3: my creative side shit yeah you messed up <laughs> i think we all have that creative side in at least somewhere. you
4: sit down when you wipe <laughs> there we go
2: There's that brings the it all around <laughs> Everybody, we're gonna ke- we're gonna call the show right there. By the way, stay tuned. Um, I had yesterday. I sat down with Anna Mariah Rook, um, Anna Mariah Rook, um, um, digital editor of uh, Cycling Weekly, but also placed recently second place at the Gravel Unbound. XL. XL. XL mm-hmm. 350 miles. Play second. And uh, she and I had a good talk yesterday, and that that podcast is going to come out on Friday. This podcast, who knows when it's going to freaking come out, because I've got to find out a way to get the first 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Because I did not hit <laughs> record early enough. So if you're hearing this show and it's fragmented, my fault. Uh, go to YouTube. Go yeah. to YouTube. Exactly. Just yeah, watch you find us it there. there. It's all yeah, there right exactly. now. Exactly. So there we go. Uh, gentlemen, thank you. Thank you Thank Sam, you. you're mellow tonight And I'm worried about you
3: I'm just, you know Recovering from 230 miles on a weekend You didn't See, go upstairs this
4: is, this is a bad thing this Yeah is the My my eyes
3: were a thousand shit. miles back in my head Now they're just like a hundred
2: You didn't go upstairs to, get, get to steal any of my candy I, I got Skittles tempted. And now I've got <gasps> Albanese gummy bears up there too On that shelf So I'm just saying I got a candy shelf I'm like a creepy grandma You got
3: quiet candy for me <laughs> Because <laughs> of <laughs> just me popping Skittles last week Yeah Yeah. So you're like, oh, this one's I'm gonna have
2: a white van in the yard with a dental chair and a clown costume. (laughs) Interesting (laughs) visual. (laughs) Oh my god. Thanks everybody. We will catch you next week.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.